This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace with this Naked Mind podcast, and today I'm here with Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Annie. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. Great. So why don't you um, just back us up with your story? Like, tell us kind of where drinking sort of all started for you. Okay. Um, well, I, I grew up kind of sheltered. Um, my family wasn't super religious. They were just very kind of old fashioned. And, and so I didn't, I, I didn't know a lot of like, I, I was, my mom kind of kept me in a bubble. <laughs> um, but I was very excited to break out of that bubble when I turned 18 and was able to. And so I, I think I just, I, uh, the first time I got drunk was um, spring break, my senior year. Um, my uh, sister-in-law, we went to like, I think it was Myrtle Beach, and my um, my sister-in-law bought us like I think it was like orange juice and vodka and Jello shots and brandy because it had to be. I mean, um, <laughs> it was my name, so um, and and I it was me and uh, two of my friends and um, yeah, I mean it was like just right from the get-go uh i was i remember smoking cigarettes that when i like looked the next day they were like broken in half and um i i it wasn't like and then i went back to school and um when i graduated i think things started so it was it was weird so my first foray into like substances I guess wasn't just um wasn't just alcohol um I I had my first experience with pot when I was right after I graduated high school and and it was a really good experience you know quote unquote and so I I fell down like pretty quickly I went from like I've never done anything to like I kind of do all the things yeah. And, um, and then, and I think I was actually headed toward, um, like a pretty dangerous place. I was headed towards like harder and harder, um, substances. And then, um, I got pregnant and uh, I was 19 and, um, it was, uh, like, I was just so, I was so ignorant and sheltered and um I I think I did the best I could with what I knew yeah but I didn't know a whole lot and so I didn't it I think it did save me uh I think getting pregnant having my child saved me from going down the harder uh drug route um, but 
I, it didn't like, like as soon as I had my child, I was, um, I was smoking again and I was, you know, um, my, my partner at the time was pretty, pretty big into like Crown Royale. And, uh, I remember he had like the bags all over the house. <laughs> um, and we just lived kind of a life of, um, numbing out and, it was looking back an abusive relationship, but I didn't know it at the time um, because I didn't, I didn't know enough to, it was sexually abusive and I didn't know, I didn't know that you could be in a relationship and be abused. Like I, I hadn't, it, I just didn't know that. Um, and so it wasn't until years later as I was like trying to process and piece everything together that I was like, oh, like I was feeling violated and I was numbing out and it was this kind of vicious cycle. And I thought because I had a child with him, I had to stay with him. Mm. Like I honestly thought that and nobody told me otherwise. Mm. <laughs> um, so until one day, cause I had started kind of, I mean, it's a, a long story, but I had gone, uh, we had gone back to counseling and the counselor, I, I was like telling about like this, like was probably crazy stuff that he was doing and um, manipulative behavior. And then I was like, and we're planning our wedding and da, 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 da. <laughs> and my counselor looked at me and she was like, are you sure that you want to do this? And I was like, like shocked, like, oh, I, I don't have to. Um, and that was really that was really the turning point. It was somebody who I saw in an authority position, even though she was like the exact same age as me, um, just a very different life at that time. We were both like probably 22, um, saying, you don't have to do this. Mm. And so I broke up with him and it was the first time we broke up where it wasn't a screaming fight on the, like on the out in the parking lot or whatever and I knew it was over and so kind of to celebrate I got like I just started getting I started partying I started going out with um one of my best friends and getting like so on the times when I didn't have my daughter I would which was like three and a half days out of the week um we would just go party and and then about four months after um I went to a bar and um and I don't remember it's like it doesn't seem like it was enough to kind of put me into oblivion but I don't remember I don't remember getting in the car but I ended up getting pulled over and getting going to jail getting a, a DWI and um and it was in North Carolina so that in North Carolina it stays on your record so it was 15 years ago but when I just applied for a job like two weeks ago um I had to make sure that they knew <laughs> that I had a DWI um uh 15 years ago and when so for me the for me at first I started, um, there were some like, there were some things like I was, I think that was a turning point. 
um, for me, that was like, okay, well, I got to get responsible now. Um, I have to like not drink and drive at the very least because I lost my job. Um, and I, you know, I had a daughter. It was, it felt really dire. Um, but getting responsible, I was sitting on my couch one day and I remember just realizing that I was miserable and that I didn't like myself and I didn't like like all of the lies and all of the things that I had to do to kind of keep up with the life that I was trying to live and um so for me I found Jesus <laughs> um for me like going back because I had kind of gone to church a little bit as a kid um for me Christianity became like my salvation um I was a little put off by what I felt like was patriarchy but I, did, I couldn't put my finger on it and I didn't care enough I felt like I needed I felt like I couldn't do it on my own so if, mm. if it was up to me I was going to destroy my life like I was headed in a path that was like just screwed up um and so over the process of I guess the next nine months and the DWI helped because I had to go to rehab. Um, I had to do community service. I had to really like think about my actions over the last few years. And um, looking back I, for a long time, one of the things that I thought I think Christianity did that was not helpful was was put me in a deep state of shame. Mm. So I wanted to get as far removed from that person that I used to be as I could. Um, I was like, once I made up my mind, like I quit binge drinking, I quit having sex with random people I met in bars, <laughs> I quit, um, you know, uh, smoking pot. And, and then I, um, I, I quit eventually, like by the, by the summer, the following summer, I quit smoking cigarettes. So I, I was very like focused. Um, but I, um, so then something happened that was kind of, I, I didn't see coming. Um, my, I had just met a guy and I was like madly infatuated with him. And I was working at a church as, as a housekeeper. And I, and my mom, I had gone to help like, um, some family like rake leaves. It was like an elderly couple. And I got back and my mom had been watching, um, my daughter. And, um, uh, and so what happened was, I guess the short version is, um, my daughter had confided in my mom that, um, that she had been uh, hurt by a, by a, by a family member on, um, her dad's side. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so I, w I was really young. I was like, and I was very used to not having my stuff together. Um, 
I was very used to being to blame for all of the reasons that things were kind of going wrong. I was, I was, I was the at like, I was the addict. I was the kind of the screwed up one. And I felt like I didn't know how to clean up a mess that wasn't mine. But I also felt like I had to, I had no other choice. She had no one else. Um, so for me, that was kind of like a turning point in my story. And I know that that's not totally addiction related, except for I knew that if it had happened a year before, if like this had come out a year before, I wouldn't have had like so many people rallied around us and supported us. And I wouldn't have had that. And I wouldn't have had the strength within myself to do what I needed to do for her. Um, so what's interesting is that really came, became the defining part of my story. Um, we had a dry wedding. We got married in 2008. And my husband doesn't drink at all, has never liked the taste of alcohol. So I thought like that part was over. Like I thought I was done. I thought I was like, I'm that's that person in the past. And there was a part of me that was always afraid I was going back there. There was always like, if left to my own devices, um, I'll screw the whole thing up again. Um, as our relationship evolved, our faith evolved, and so we started to get into more um, progressive, um, I guess, Christianity, and then even more, like, more now, almost, like, dogma-free. Like, I'm very into, like, alternative spirituality. Um, and, and as we sort of came out of that black and white um, thinking from from like traditional Christianity, I really struggled with, well, is it okay to drink? Like if, if there's so much gray in all this other, all these other areas, like I, like my issue was pot, like, right. Like I can have alcohol. That's probably fine. And I think it was fine for a while. Um, but I remember, and so this was in 2013. So I quit, it's just been over a year since I quit alcohol completely. Um, but I remember in 2013, there was this, like, thinking, like, I don't remember the last time that I, I didn't have a glass of wine at night, you know? Mm -hmm. And it and it never felt, like, out of hand, but it always felt like that was, <laughs> it was like mommy juice or, like, whatever. It was, like, um, it was a way to to bond with my friends and... Um, and then, um, in 2015, I got, I went back to waiting tables, um, and, um, this, I guess the very short version is, um, I went out with a coworker one night and we had a couple drinks and he, like, tried to climb on top of me and have sex with me in the car and I was I was shocked I was at the time and it's so weird because like I had gone through all this like like feminism and 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 intersexuality I, I mean I majored in sociology but still in that moment I didn't know that 
it was assault. Um, I thought that I had done something wrong. And I was devastated because I knew I'd have to tell my husband. Um, when I told my husband, he's the one that named it as assault. Um, so that, um, we started going back to counseling. And my counselor happened to have an addiction background um, uh, with specifically with alcohol. She never pressed me to like quit, but she always kind of like asked certain questions. Like, are you sure that this is, you know, what you, are you sure that this feels like good and, you know, safe and comfortable and, um, and then, but I wasn't ready to quit. I think like, I was like, no, like that was his fault. And, and it was, um, although I don't know that I would have put myself in that position um, if, I, if I hadn't been drinking. Um, and that's not to blame myself, but I think alcohol lowers your inhibition. And for me, and I, that was even, I had had like two drinks. Like I wasn't even like at a place like where I felt quote unquote out of control. I just, there are choices that I've made drinking that I never would have made sober. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, the, I guess the straw was last year. Um, and I tell this story on my podcast, so like, um, I don't know. I don't, I know this is like, a. I feel like this is getting like super long. So I don't know. No, it's great. <laughs> um, but I went out, I had been, so I, I'm getting ready to, um, I just, I'm a, I graduate next week. So I, I'll have my master's in social work. And, um, last year at this time, or yeah, around this time. So it was April of 2018. My husband had was in Seattle for school. We live in, um, Maryland and was gone for like five months. And I was, exhausted I was working and having my internship and going to school and doing full-time we have two kids um and um and I went out with a friend to like blow off some steam like salsa dancing and generally speaking over the last couple of years when I go out drinking if I have too much my husband is there to kind of make sure I don't do anything stupid (laughs) um but he was in Seattle and I don't remember uh I guess we were like trying to go home like it was the end of the night and um these guys came up and they were like hey you want to go around the corner to see a friend and we were like yeah I don't remember any of this I don't remember him asking I don't remember saying yes um, around the corner ended up being in his car and it was like 20 minutes down the road. Um, I don't remember any of this. Uh, he got pulled over because he was also drinking. So he's talking to the cop, getting a DWI. And my friend is like, I think we shouldn't be here. I think we should go. And so I was like, okay, like that's the first time I kind of like started to like come to. So we did, we took an Uber home. Like I, I remember puking on the front steps, making it upstairs to my bed somehow. Um, I woke up the next day and I was mortified. 
because I was like, the what could have happened, like if he hadn't gotten pulled over, mm-hmm. was, I mean, it was like, oh my God, like I could have died, I could have been raped, like, um, thank God that didn't happen, but um, as I sat there, like that morning after I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like I, because I, I'm never going to put myself in that position again. And I think the only way to never put myself that position again is to not drink again. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, and I also, and then what I think helped me, two things helped me. First of all, your book, um, cause I had, I had experience with AA and I knew that wasn't like the route for me. And so I just kind of started looking for like, what, what are resources that aren't that? And I found your book like randomly in a Barnes and Noble and started like bought it that day and started um, like, I just devoured it. And um, also that night I had gone out drinking I fell and hit, while we were dancing, I fell and hit my head like really hard. So I was having, I think I had some kind of concussion. I was having dizzy spells every day for like months after. So I was afraid that I had like caused brain damage. And I was, and so it was like, but it was a weird like, thank God I'm okay now. But it was a weird like, okay, reminder (laughs) that I never want to like, that's it's for real um I'm done so so yeah so I had my year anniversary on the 21st of April yay congratulations that's just awesome (laughs) thank you how cool and what things have you noticed that have changed in the last year um I think one of the first things was like not drinking feels so aligned with with the person I want to be, the work I want to do in the world. And I didn't, not that, maybe that's not everybody's path, but it felt like immediately after I knew it was mine. Like it just was like, oh, this is, especially like the spirituality component and the, like I'm getting ready to be a therapist. Like I just want to be a safe presence. And um, and it feels really good to be sober like 100% of the time. That's awesome. I love that. Is there anything else? Um, I, I think, um, what have I noticed? I think just, I, I think at the beginning, I thought it was going to be hard. I was like, what am I going to do at night? Um, what I really kind of poured myself into was learning and reading and, um, and it just, like, and, and my, my work, like I, I, like I said, I have a podcast too. And I, I really want to create something. I want to have an impact in the world. And I think what was happening before, I mean, I've always been very ambitious and, um, but I would like work. I'm, I'm a, I kind of a workaholic. So, um, what I was afraid of, cause before alcohol was my only, was the only way that I like shut it off that I like took a break and so 
I've had to like figure out how to take a break without it, um, which sometimes means like yoga <laughs> um, in the middle of the day. It sometimes means like, like it definitely means meditating. Um, it, it, it means like sometimes I just, like I need to, I need to do that. It's not like, it's not, I'm letting alcohol like do that for me. I don't know if that makes sense, mm -hmm. but it's I, learning how to um, be a whole person and not rely so heavily on the numbing aspect. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. And how have like, I guess your husband doesn't drink, so that's probably, he's probably just happy, but how have sort of your friends and um, social life, how's that been going? Yeah, well, I was really concerned about that at first. Um, my best friend, uh, that's kind of how we bonded every night. I mean, she was with me that night, and like, that's what we did. Um, and at first, there was some tension, I think. Um, and I don't know if it was imagined. Um, I felt really insecure about not, and I didn't want to push sobriety onto her. Like I didn't feel like that was her. And she, I mean, even though she was there with me, I said never again. And she was like, I hear you, but she didn't, um, she didn't say that too. She, she never has said that. And so I didn't know how it was going to go. And I didn't know if it was going to end up pulling us apart what's happened is just kind of beautifully she's almost completely quit too um and I, like I think that's so for me that's so admirable I think if my best friend quit and I wasn't ready I wouldn't have like um I I feel like I was and I don't know if it's the same for her I don't know if she um like felt the same way about alcohol I think for me it really I had a grip on me that I didn't realize um and even now have like struggled to like because I always say like well I'm not I wasn't like addicted it was just like I felt like it was like I didn't feel like I drank too much I just felt like I didn't want it in my life but I really think that there was an addiction component or some and I mean like your book really helps because the idea of it's an addictive substance <laughs> mm -hmm. and um and so it just it like it can it happens like um that's the process of it and um so yeah so I think what's been nice is like we hang out all the time without drinking and okay. it's it's yeah <laughs> that's so great love that what a positive story so yeah. I always ask this kind of at the end but if you could go back and sort of tell Brandy um what life is like on the other side? What, what would you tell her? What encouragement would you give her? Um, that's hard. Cause I feel like I'm so stubborn. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have, like, I wasn't ready until I was ready. Um, but I think that I didn't know how much, how much I would love it. Like I love, I love, like, I don't, I never want to feel drunk again mm -hmm. and looking back I really didn't I mean you have that like 
initial buzz and then the rest is like you're uncomfortable and you're um you're unhappy and you're you know it's just a lot of like negative emotions and I think I would I think I would tell her you know it's actually quite nice um and and you can make virgin cocktails and um I, that's something I actually really enjoy and I, I like just I mean it's just like soda water and lime or you know ginger beer but I like drinking I before it was always like wine coffee and water yeah. <laughs> and and now I like drink like things that taste good <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's quite enjoyable that's awesome. No, I totally, I feel that. I was like, okay, water just because you have to, coffee in the morning, wine at night, that was like it. And then anything <laughs> else that wasn't going to waste the calories, you know, and that's just so funny in hindsight. Now you can actually choose things that you enjoy. It's great. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, is there anything else you kind of want to add? I think that was just a beautiful story. It's, it's awesome to see how far you've come and everything you've really overcome. There's obviously a lot of difficulty in that and also recognition of it. And it's amazing how many people don't recognize when they are being victimized, which is just so unfortunate. So I'm, I'm very thankful that you're brave enough to tell that story because I'm sure that it will help someone else, you know, just understand that certain things just are not okay. I think it's, yeah. I mean, I, I have been feeling a lot of feelings, um, especially as a, so I'm a pretty open person in general. I've always had like, I guess, an online presence. Um, becoming a, a clinician um, is new territory and it feels scarier to share. But I also feel like it's important that we share our story um, because, because I think that they can help other people. And, and I think that's just an authentic, like that's it's who I am. And it's made me who I am and it's made me the therapist that I am today. Um, I think that the last thing is like, so I have my, my oldest is now 17 and has expressed, even when I did drink, no kind of um, interest in alcohol, but there were little jokes about like, how, like how much I like, I think she, like she's gotten me like, um, like wine, like bottle openers for, presents and stuff and like in the past and um one of the best things about quitting was just showing my kids that you don't need to drink <laughs> to be a, a like an adult um and to uh live a full life and I don't know what path they'll choose but um but that feels like a gift to give mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. That's so good. So good and so true, you know, just being able to yeah. show them and then know that um, that alone is really, you know, do the stuff within your power. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so cool. Thank you so much, Brandy. I really appreciate you coming on and telling your story. <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor. Um, and I thank you for sharing your story. Um, because I know it's helped so many people. And yeah, for sure. That's awesome. All right. Well, have a good day. Thank Bye. you again. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.
Let me ask you a question. What is better than change? <laughs> Lasting change, of course. And if you've had trouble making change stick, either with alcohol or in any other area of your life, you are in for a treat. I created the 100 Days of Lasting Change to ensure that we don't just change for a moment, but we truly transform for a lifetime. And this program is so close to my heart. Thousands of people have been through it and their results are incredible. But don't take my word for it. Check it out at This Naked Mind dot com forward slash 100 days and as always rate review and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today